This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. What is going on? Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you listening on the free Odyssey app on your local affiliate, CBSSportsRadio.com, WriterThanYou.com. Thank you. Uh, Matt Snyder is a friend of the show. MLB writer, former college baseball player, and in a sign of great judgment and true grace, a Cubs fan. Mr. Snyder, good morning, buddy. Hey, man. I thought we, I thought you were going to say I was your friend. That, that was the sign of uh, true good judgment. Sadly, uh, you are my friend, but that puts you in <laughs> a rare category. of the, the, the Venn diagram on those two things, a true gentleman, Manful of grace and my friend is very thin, Matt. You you occupy yeah. a small space there small on the old overlap. Yeah. Uh, non baseball question, no wrong answer. I'm just curious. Uh, do you make time for hard knocks, or are you just too busy watching MLB games? I do not make time for it. I I don't know why, but it never appealed to me. I'm a big NFL fan. I'm a big Chicago Bears fan, but for some reason that show has never ever appealed to me. I have not seen a single episode. I think it's good because that saves you from having to point out yet again how wrong uh, the producer of the show is about something. Um, Aaron Matt, tell, yeah, I dude, I thought the show was great, and and uh, Tom hated it and wants it wants it to be basically a race oh, okay. from the internet. Yeah, he wants he's like wants hackers to come out and erase it from the internet. I don't know what's going on. Uh, speaking of things that are wrong, I, I know this is not a new story, but the Angels did not move on from Shohei Otani at the trade deadline, proceeded to lose 58 games in a row or whatever it was, finally yeah. won last night. So I know hindsight's twenty twenty. What was your perspective on, on the Angels' decision to stand pat with Shohei when it went down, and what is your view now with the benefit of some time? So, so when it happened, they were – it depended on when you looked at it, two and a half, three, three and a half out of a playoff spot. And my view was, first of all, you can never, ever, ever sell when you're two and a half, three games out of a playoff spot. That would be foolish. Uh, Secondly, Shohei Otani is basically like two players, right? He's an ace and one of the best hitters in the league. So why would you trade your two best players if you're two and a half or three games out? Another circumstance to that was, word is that he would not sign with the Angels no matter what if they traded him. At least if they held on to him, they would have a chance to re-sign him. Now, the the sentiment has been that they have to make the playoffs in order for him to stay, so they're probably going to lose him now at this point. But we didn't know that necessarily at the time. And again, if you're two and a half out, I think you need to try to build around him, make the playoffs, convince him to re-sign, and line all that up. The other thing is, 
the China trade package you're going to get back for him, we're not talking about like the Herschel Walker building a Dallas Cowboys dynasty type trade. Uh, we go through Baseball America actually did a study the day of the trade deadline and they, they released it. And on the big time trade packages, you're talking like a superstar goes and four prospects come back, about a fourth of them stuck in the majors. That's not a great rate when you're trading Shohei Otani. So knowing all those things, I would hold him. Now, the people who said they should have traded him all along, they look pretty good right now because of that losing streak. Yeah, Matt Snyder, it's interesting because yourself included, we have had a lot of very smart baseball people on this show who literally make their living supporting their families, thinking about baseball and thinking a lot about Shohei Otani. And there's been such a broad range of perspective, right? Often we have NBA people on, like myself. We have NFL people on. We have college football people on. We have baseball people on. Whatever the topic of the day is, there tends to be fairly universal agreement, not on this one. Does that just speak to how difficult, right, whatever was right or wrong, how difficult a choice the Angels faced? Absolutely. And, and it's, I mean, I, I could totally be wrong. If we somehow had a time machine and go back and, go back and could have the Angels trade him and, and maybe they get back five top 100 prospects and every single one of them becomes a superstar, well then, yeah, of course they should have. I just don't think the package is going to be that big, but I can't prove it. So if anybody wants to disagree with me, feel free and my feelings won't be hurt. Uh, Matt Snyder on the show. Matt, it's not often we have you on and ask you about a, a baseball broadcaster but this Kevin Brown thing has just gone so viral with, with the Orioles. And I'll, I'll be honest, I had I was busy. I was doing something for our employer, CBS Sports, a CBS Sports HQ thing that was taking up a lot of time. So I'd seen it on my timeline, whatever, a day or two ago. Hadn't Didn't know what was happening. And finally I thought, okay, the guy said something stupid. I got He got suspended. He's going to get fired. I hate watching these things because I hate watching people's careers end. So I'll just watch the clip. So I click on the clip. It's whatever how long it is. I watch it. I think I must have missed it, so I start over. I watch it again, Kevin Brown doing a pregame before a, a game in Miami. I'm so confused, I finally click on the link, and then I realize, oh, he got suspended for nothing. I was so baffled, because I, I was waiting for him to say something. Uh, what do you make, let's just start here, what do you make of just how big of a story this has become? I, I'm happy that it has, and I hope that, I, I know that we're in the, the polarized day and age of, of fans versus media. And I know that a lot of the times w- when people see media members rallying again, uh, around each other, like all the play-by-play guys, there were five, six, seven play-by-play guys who on air stood up for Kevin Brown and said how much the Angelos family should be embarrassed. And they should, by the way. But I think a lot of times fans' eyes kind of gloss over, like, yeah, of course media is going to take care of their own. But I don't think I've seen a single fan who watched the clip uh, take anybody's side except Kevin Brown's because all he did was literally state a fact that the Orioles had lost however many they'd lost against the Rays before that series, but now they're turning it around because they were beating up on the Rays. It was actually a positive for the 2023 Orioles. If anything, he was building up where they are right now. And instead, uh, I mean, the more, more and more reports come out and the more and more it, apparently – uh, Kyle uh, Bradish was one of the guys, but in like 2020, the broadcasters weren't even allowed to say how the Orioles acquired some guys because they had traded Manny Machado and Kevin Gossman to get some of these guys. And so they weren't allowed to tell the fans how the team acquired these guys because then it would be admitting that they sold two superstars in their prime. Um, it's an embarrassing, embarrassing look for the Angelos family. 
But, I mean, that's been going on since the 90s. Do you think, I mean, yeah, I know we don't know, but does Kevin Brown just, when he returns, just go on the air and do his thing like nothing happened? Is that is that for the now, best case probably, scenario? Because, well, for now, probably, because he, he's relatively new in, in the gig that he has. Uh, he's not, let's say, Joe Buck, where he's in the financial situation where he can just say, screw you, I'm out. He probably still needs to keep making money, at least for the rest of this year. Then maybe he can look for another job if another play-by-play job opens up. Um, it's it's an interesting situation, but he's not at the point in his career uh, where I think I, I don't think he can start blazing bridges. So I think that he will probably go back and just do his job like nothing ever happened. And surely, surely the Orioles will have enough self-awareness to not punish him again for reading a graphic off the screen. One would hope. It, I mean, look, the whole thing, Matt Snyder, is so fascinating, as we talk about here on CBS Sports Radio. And I think it would be fascinating if, if, if these guys were 37 and 78 like the Kansas City Royals. But, as you know, they are 70 and yeah. 43. They have one of the best records in all of baseball. And so it's such a weird, the timing of it. So let's just talk about the baseball team and the distraction they, they didn't need. How good yeah. is Baltimore and how did they get here? They're very good. Um, they completely bottomed out. They actually had one of the worst runs in baseball history. I mean, it's if you talk about 115 losses, that's historically bad. They did that in 2018. In 2019, they lost 108. In 2021, they lost 110. For three straight full seasons, that's the most losses in baseball history. So it was completely bottomed out. They built it from the, the ground level up. Another part of that is Michael Elias, came, the, the Orioles general manager, came from the Astros. And another thing they do is they find ways to make pitchers the best versions of themselves, whether it was Charlie Morton when they made him into an all-star, whether it was Garrett Cole when they made him from a very good pitcher into Garrett Cole. It was Justin Verlander looking like he was in his age-related decline and no way you know, he's going to win two more Cy Youngs. Uh, the Orioles have started to tap into that with some guys like Felix Bautista. Of course, he got tagged for the game-winning Grand Slam last night by the Astros at the top of the night. Uh, but Yanir Cano, uh, they've made uh, you know Dean Kramer into a very good version of himself. Kyle Bradish has been great. I, I think they're going to – look. it looks like Jack Flaherty. They got him from the Cardinals. He's only made one start. It looks like they are going to try to figure out how to make him into an ace. They're amazing at that. Offensively, they're so much fun. Uh, they're, they're tough outs. Adley Rushman's a budding superstar. I think Gunnar Henderson's going to be a star. Uh, I can't say enough about the way they've built this thing, and it's a shame that Angelos has overshadowed this nonsense, uh, this team with this kind of nonsense, because they truly don't deserve it. They deserve only positive attention. Matt, it's interesting. You brought up how bad they were, and you mentioned some of the guys that, that are part of that farm system, and we all lean on our personal experiences. Back in my writing about baseball days and going to spring training, it was the Royals, and so I was there for the teardown. I had moved on to L.A. And, and Fox Sports before the Royals. That plan came to fruition under Dayton Moore where they made a World Series, and the next year, if I memory serves, won. But with the Royals, when I covered that team a little bit with the Orioles, we, we've seen examples. There are ways to tear down, right, and, and yeah. go through some pain and have some success. Florida's done it over the years, Miami. But you can't do it if you're the Yankees. You can't do it if you're no. the Red Sox. Both those teams, and look, I don't want to get it twisted. The Yankees and the Red Sox, it's not like they're 11 games under 500, right? They are, they are, they are better than 500 baseball teams in a really tough division. 
But when you look at what Baltimore has, Tampa Bay's tradition of being really, really good in terms of how they manage their team and it's a smaller market. Toronto's always in the mix and they're, they're, they're good. What does the sort of short, medium term look like for you for the Yankees and the Red Sox? I think that at least the Yankees, maybe the Red Sox too, need to build things in a drastically different way. Um, and, and I'm talking about the, the the system of development. It's not just, hey, we have to get the number one overall draft pick, you know, if you're the Orioles, because they did get Adley Rushman. But most of the other big-name guys I got, they got a little bit later in the draft, and they've done an incredible job developing them. There's something in the player development with the Yankees that's kind of missing. You know, it's you hit Judge, but look, Judge was going to hit anywhere. Uh, maybe Anthony Volpe pans out. Maybe uh, Jason Dominguez, who is in the minors right now, pans out. But it's not like it's that deep of a farm system where it's like the Orioles, uh, where, where five of their top ten prospects could fail, and they're still going to be stacked. Uh, the Orioles just haven't built that kind of prospect depth. The Red Sox, again, not, not nearly as much. The Red Sox problem's a little bit more on the cheap end. Um, in terms of like trading Mookie Betts because you didn't want to trade because you didn't want to pay him that huge contract and uh, letting Xander Bogarts walk. Now they did build around Rafael Devers. They decided to extend him, but I think the Red Sox could seem to act like they're the Red Sox and spend a little bit more money. Um, and the Yankees, and it's not necessarily that they could spend a little more, um, but it's more on the player development side. But both. You know, you look at with the Orioles and Blue Jays especially, the Rays always find a way. It seems like it's going to be tough sledding for both the Yankees and the Red Sox for the next few years. All right, Matt Center, I could do this all day. I'll do one more. I know you have stuff to do. Uh, the Cubs have been on a bit of a tear. You and I once hung out at a World Series that the Cubs played in. What do you want to do this time around when we're hanging out at Wrigley Field together in October? <laughs> just the same thing, man. You know, yeah. just, I mean, look. They're on a run right now. They look pretty good. I Obviously, the National League, the Braves and Dodgers are much better. But you know what? The, the Braves won the World Series two years ago, and they had the least number of wins out of any playoff team. So, hey, it could happen. Uh, Matt Snyder, my friend, as always, great having you on the program. Appreciate the insight, buddy. I hope those Cubbies can squeak in so we can be texted and talking about a little, little Cubs playoff run. Absolutely. As always, pal, appreciate you. And check out Hard Knocks. Don't let Tom tell you otherwise. It's entertaining if you're bored. All right. Uh, Will do. All right, pal. Uh, Matt Snyder on the show. Appreciate the insight. Appreciate the perspective. Tommy, how's buy or sell today? Bill, I don't normally do this. We may do a little bathroom talk in buy or sell. A little bathroom talk. A little bathroom talk. That could go a number of different ways. Things are going to get edgy on buy or sell next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to Writer Than You. We're just going to do loosey-goosey today, pal. We're we're in a holiday vibe. You look horrified. On CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) Welcome back. Uh, This portion of the show is sponsored by the United States Postal Service. Introducing USPS, uh, Ground Advantage, reliable and affordable two- to five-day package shipping the United States Postal Service. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill. New Baltimore Ravens running back Melvin Gordon isn't exactly looking at the glasses half full. He sounds like me. For running backs in the NFL when it comes to getting paid, he said, quote, we're kind of screwed, I feel like, for the next couple of years. So the only thing we can kind of do is just stack it and just ball out, end quote. Bill, buy or sell, this is the right mentality for running backs to have right now in the NFL. Buy. Buy. Can I give you my perspective on running backs? And I want you to honestly buy or sell whether that is an acceptable view. Hit me. I'm ready. And again, I would like to be rich. I'm not mad at people for making their money. Right? Get your money. However, life isn't fair. I come from Dubuque, Iowa, and I was there when the plant shut down. And there are people whose entire lives, you know, union jobs, good-paying, middle-class jobs, went away because the, the economy changed. It wasn't fair, but that's what happened. I came up as a newspaper writer, and when I came out of college in 2000, and you didn't have to go to college to do that, a lot of my friends didn't, but those of us that wanted to do that for a living thought that newspapers would be stable forever. They weren't. A lot of careers went away. A lot of people's livelihoods went away. Their quality of life changed drastically. Now, this isn't unique to the plant in Dubuque, Iowa, or to newspaper writers. There's been a lot of jobs that have changed over the course of the last 10 or 15 years. A lot of communities that have been, I mean, some wiped out or certainly altered in a terrible way. My point is this. It happens. I think you should thank your lucky stars that you're in a profession where you're going to make, I don't know, $10 million instead of $100 million. I get it. Everybody wants more. But my sympathy for these guys was already limited, and I'm now tired of it. I love what Melvin Gordon has to say, because welcome to the real world. Sometimes stuff doesn't go the way that it's supposed to. Bye. All right. And I'm not being a hater toward running backs. I'm just not being a hater. We're not rooting for it. We're not saying it's right. Things don't always go the way you want it to go, though. I'm glad Jonathan Taylor is generally speaking healthy. I know he's rehabbing an injury. We'll hit it. But I, I'm, my, here's my point. I have nothing against Jonathan Taylor. I don't know him as a person. I'm sure he's a good, good human being. But if this guy had blown out his leg in high school, say, and had gone into the working world where you're not a professional athlete, there's a chance, like some of us, he would have picked a profession where this would have happened 
But instead of having to settle for whatever he has to settle for as an NFL player, he might have to go from making sixty grand a year for two or three years to now you got to work two jobs to try to make thirty. Right? That's a lot of people's reality. So forgive me if I'm not staying awake at night worried about running backs. All right, Bill, let's go from running backs to quarterbacks. New Saints QB, Derek Carr. Bill, he has a chance to make history this season. Carr is currently one of nine QBs all-time that have lost, have lost to 30 different NFL franchises. The only two teams that Carr has not lost a game to are the Panthers and the Raiders. And Carr, of course, played his entire nine-year career up until now with those Raiders. Bill, the Saints play the Panthers week two and week 14 this season, which means Carr could become the first QB to lose to 31 different teams. I say all that to say this. By yourself, the narrative that surrounds Derek Carr is not fair. You stole my say all that to say this, didn't you? I did. How do you, how do you like picking up my uh, verbal tics? Are you, are you happy about it? Yeah, there's nothing. It's, it's like osmosis at this point. Yeah. Um. What the holy hell is this question and this idea? Is this out there? Is this, uh, this is out there, and like this is this is. The, I mean, I guess you can ca- kind of hear my opinion in it. Like, yeah, I don't. Who like who cares? Who cares? Sell, sell. I, I mean, a it's a testament of longevity. If you lose that many games in a short period, you won't get to play everybody. But B, and correct me, pretty daddy, if I'm if I'm misremembering the facts, this guy has never, ever been the quarterback of a team with a top 20 defense. I mean, come on. Maybe that's why he's lost. I mean, come on. I mean, this... <laughs> the I'm all about criticism. That's, look, again, Mark Twain, there are lies. Okay, that's bad. There are damn lies. Ooh, that's right. And then there are statistics. You can make numbers. To quote The Wire, you can juke the numbers however you want. All right, Bill, let's get to some college football here. San Diego State, who is currently still in the Mountain West, well, they've been thinking outside of the box about conference realignment, but reportedly it's all for nothing. The Aztecs were looking to create a new Power 5 conference that would have consisted of the top schools in the Mountain West, the American Athletic Conference, and some combination of a couple of Pac-12 schools prior to the mass exodus to the Big Ten and the Big 12. Reportedly, San Diego State was denied because the Mountain West chose to stick together and remain their same conference. Bill, buy or sell, you would have been intrigued by this brand new conference. I mean, buy, intrigued in the sense of just sort of a car wreck meets a a Hail Mary. Sort of interesting. Um, And this is going to happen. You're going to have these sorts of desperate moves. Let me ask you a question. And you're going to, did you can just, buy or sell, Tom's going to like the question. You can push sell. Sell. I like the expression, think outside the box. However, why are we thinking in a box? Why do we have to be in a box to think about well, something? I think inside the box means, you know, everybody kind of has the same ideas. Nothing, Nothing's original when you're thinking inside the box. I know what it means. Why, though? What's the box have to do with it? Well, that's the norm, right? Like, nobody really, you know... Uh, sometimes you get scolded or made fun of when you think outside the box. When you have I, a different idea than than the norm. When you go I know what the expression society. means. But why is inside the box? I don't know. Why is a box inside a circle? Why is inside the box representative of conformity? I don't know. You, why, you want it to be a circle, a rectangle, why, a triangle? Why, why is it a shape at all? Why can't it be think outside the lines? Right, like draw outside the lines. Right, outside of the. What's the difference? Why does a box symbolize conformity? 
I don't there know. has to be a reason. There has to be, there has to be like... Can we just eliminate phrases on the show? Just make I know. it like... I think it's really interesting. Let's get into it a little bit together. You love it. Why does it have to be a box? I don't know. Is a box represents... I don't know. I don't know what the box represents. I'm not even sure how to Google this. It's because nobody's ever asked that question before. Everybody I hears mean, a phrase and they just go along with it. They're like, it goes oh, back that, to management consultants in the 70s, 80s challenging their clients to solve the nine dots puzzle. Okay, well, here this we doesn't go. Make, this doesn't make any puzzle? sense. Why is it nine dots and not eight? Famous puzzle created by an early 20th century British mathematician. So, you know what? There must be a box involved. See, there is a box. I knew it. Aren't you glad you know now? I'm so happy we got to the origin of thinking outside <laughs> of the box. It's the nine dots, buddy. I will think, I will continue to think inside the box. Do you buy or sell that you drink more now that you produce buy. people you did two years ago? Buy, buy, buy. All right, Bill, let's get to some hoops here. Hoopier than thou. Basketball mm. Hall of Famer and Miami Heat President Pat Riley told the Miami Herald, quote, as a Heat player, Dwayne, meaning Dwayne Wade, is the greatest player who ever put on a uniform for us. LeBron was here for four years, and he gave us a tremendous lift and helped Dwayne achieve what he wanted to achieve. But over the body of work in Miami, Dwayne is the greatest player who ever played for the Heat. End quote. Bill, buy or sell Dwayne Wade is the greatest player to ever play for the Miami Heat. I love these questions. I love this idea of how do you define greatness to a team if in an era where guys bounce around. And my first instinct was it can't be true because it's LeBron. But Because LeBron was over four years, made four finals, won two. But I'm going to buy that Dwayne Wade's the best Heat player of all time. Is that – do you think I'm applying this semantic conversation poorly? I think it's a no-brainer that he's the yeah. best Heat player of all time. I thought, I thought everybody too. felt that way. Uh, name drop, by the way. I, I once uh, – Went golfing with Alonzo Mourning. What a great guy. Great guy, great golfer? Yeah. It was me, him, and Jim Jackson. I would have probably said before Dwayne Wade got there, I know it's a short history, that Alonzo was, yeah. was the greatest. But he's probably number so. two now. I put him over LeBron. I think LeBron is number three. It's interesting because it's only – and LeBron has won – let me get this right – four rings – He's, so he's won only only half of his rings with the Heat. So that's the, like right. That's the other. It's the same reason that that Shaq is not the best Laker, or the third best Laker, or the fourth best Laker, and he won three. I, I think it's you have to weigh the organization's history, but you also have to weigh the player's history away from the organization. I love you. I love. Lori gets mad at me. I like ranking things, and I like do just. I like to rank things. We'll be at dinner with the kids, and we'll. You know, rank our five favorite experiences when we all went to London together. Rank our five favorite experiences when we, you know, went to the baseball game. Lori hates it. So you're going Wade one, Zoe two, LeBron three. Yep, Udonis has them four. That's kind Udonis of Udonis has them four. It's a joke. It's but probably it's, true. It's kind of a nod to his effect on the culture. Mario Chalmers five. In his own mind. Just now, kidding. clearly, if we had to go players, it kind of gets hard for four and five. It's a very short history for the Heat. But, right. I mean, obviously, it, if we go to the front, like, you got to put Pat Riley and Eric Spolster there. If you're doing just basketball people, 
Riley is one, two, and three. Fair enough, Bill. Let's stay in the NBA here. According to reports, several teams have shown interest in trading for Raptors all-star Pascal Siakam this offseason, with the Atlanta Hawks making the biggest push, having reportedly offered DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin, and draft pick compensation, which, as we know, the Raptors have obviously turned down. Now, Bill, the 29-year-old Siakam is entering the final year of his deal, which is set to pay him nearly $38 million. Bill, buy or sell the Raptors should trade Pascal Siakam. I am so conflicted on this. I think DeAndre Hunter could be a good player, too. I will buy. I think think Toronto just needs a teardown and a rebuild. But I don't think they should trade him to the to Atlanta for that price. And I do think if you're going to trade him, waiting until the deadline and having a better idea of teams that are going to be terrible so you have a better chance to land a, a top pick and there's more desperation makes more sense. All right, Bill, it's time for us to pay off that bathroom tease. This year's Masters champion John Rahm made a request to the PGA Tour yesterday. I can tell you right now, my priorities are a lot lower than what a lot of people would think. If I have to, if I go by request, I know this is going to sound very stupid, <laughs> but as simple as having a freaking porta potty on every hole, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I can't choose when I have to go to the bathroom, right? You know, I've told the tour this many times, uh, as simple as that. Um, just simple little things better for the tour, right? John Rahm wants oh a porta potty on every single hole. Bill, buy or sell, you have this same issue when you go golfing. Sell. Uh, no. Sell. A, I'm a real man. I can use a tree. Here, here's something I don't. Here's oh, wait, something wait, I want to actually. He can't. He can't go use a tree if he's in the middle of the Masters. I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's like a little little grove. Like, like, oh, I actually little... think these fancy courses should have real bathrooms at every hole. Here's the thing. All right. So I play a lot of tennis now. I played basketball before that, and I and back in the day I used to run a lot, and I and I you know half marathon training, marathon training, stuff like that. In every case, and I marvel at this. Once I start competing, so now it's tennis. When I'm playing tennis, and I'm playing a match, happened yesterday, and I'm like about to warm up, I'm like oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and then the guy's like oh I'm ready, and then it goes away. Number one, number two vanishes. My body's just like let's compete. I, so, A, I know that that's a, a thing. B, I, I, I'd love, if anyone's listening knows the science behind that, it has to go to some hunter-gatherer, sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. Like, when I'm on an airplane, and some idiot doesn't want to get up from the aisle seat, why can't my body click into tennis mode? I think when you're playing tennis, you're more distracted. When you're sitting on an airplane, it's all you're thinking about, why won't this dude move? I need to go use the bathroom. Why can't this dude also, hey, golf guy? Golf guys on the golf course for like five hours. Bro, I've done some four-hour tennis where I just, I'm good. I can't even make it through like three or four hours of sleeping at night. That's a different thing. Also, there's doctors for that. That's that's part of getting older. But, but I don't know, man. No, like, they're going to dot the courses with porta-potties? I think they should use, build real bathrooms. Here's something that shocked me. Are you ready for this? Yes. When we went on vacation last summer, we went to Paris, okay? Do you know what they do in Paris? In terms of bathrooms? Yeah. No. So in Europe, you can't find bathrooms. It's a nightmare. So Paris' solution is 
they've got these big circles, right? Like, think about you walk into a bathroom, and it's, it's urinals, but it's all in a circle, right? So it's in a circle. So you're kind of, the way it's angled, when you stand up there, nobody can really see you, but they're outside. So you're walking down the street, and there's a guy taking a piss, right, to your right. Everywhere. Multiple times, I went to the bathroom, and there were t- people, including, like, women, just walking three feet away. Buy or sell, you could do that. Sell. Uh, really? Do you see how awkward I get when you make <laughs> innocuous comments? Like, no, I can't handle that. It was like, at one, at one point, my wife, I was, like, going to the bathroom in a park in Paris... And I was on this thing. And you can see over it. You can, like, see stuff. And Lori sees me from 100 yards away and waves and then makes a face. Right? She can't get her mind around it. Is my husband currently peeing outside? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're at a tree. But that's just the thing. You're walking around. People go in the bathroom. That's too much for me. I can't handle that. Now, to be fair, I can't handle a lot of things, but I can't handle that. (laughs) It was weird. It's time for No Context Buy or Sell. Bill, let's finish with some baseball here. Buy or sell the Orioles deserve to lose yesterday in heartbreaking fashion (laughs) after the Kevin Brown story blew up nationally. Oh, we didn't get to the chance of uh, free Kevin Brown, huh? Buy. Buy. Karma is a a cruel mistress. Tom, buy or or sell you've listened to the song Cruel Summer. Sell. Come on, man. I don't even know who that's by. Buy or sell, you know who Tay-Tay is. Buy. We're talking about Taylor Swift, right? (laughs) Yes, we are. Thank God you got that right. (laughs) I was going to stand up and walk out. I was a little nervous there. I was a lot nervous. All right, Bill, last one. Buy or sell. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah, we got one more here. Sorry. Buy or sell, seeing how far the Angels fall out of the playoff picture will be the main story you follow in baseball for the next two months. Sell. Sell. Chicago Cubs, baby. The Chicago Cubbies. They very well might win the Central. Because you listen to Tay-Tay. You listen to her old music. What do you call, what's her old music? Bad Blood? Yeah, the catchy stuff. Like, I don't need all the artsy stuff that she's into now. Well, the song I just told you, Cruel Summer, is from her Lover album from two or three years ago. But it's now returned for some reason. It became a hit because it wasn't released as a single last time. And it's catchy, Tom. Catch up. That's what I want. Catchy up. I want the catchy stuff. Tomorrow, let's play Cruel Summer as a rejoin. Get you into it. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Pretty daddy time. Uh, Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor's frustrations with the Colts and the ACC's desperate look to find teams anywhere here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Pep Oil. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back to the show. Bill Ryder with you. Uh, by the way, on Twitter, somebody just sent me a New York Post story, Tom, that John Rahm was caught peeing behind Dustin Johnson at the PGA Championship. Oh, no. You can do it. No. Dude, the first time, I don't, my, Lori doesn't understand this. I don't think women get it. If that's sexist, I apologize. I don't think it is. The first time that we were somewhere and Henry had to go to the bathroom and he peed outside, I was so proud. I was like, go to the tree, bro. He's like, you know, he's like little, right? He's like, well, really? I'm like, yeah, it's good. I love to pee outside. Wouldn't you rather pee outside than in the bathroom? I would. No. I've been places where I've been like back up to the woods where I've had to go to the bathroom in the living room and I've gone up and gone, walked out the back door to pee outside instead of going to the bathroom. <laughs> that, that's a you thing. That's not a guy no, thing. No, it's not. That's a Bill Ryder thing. No, it's not. If I have the option to use a bathroom or go yeah. outside, it I was will nighttime. use a bathroom every it was time. Nighttime. No. I'm not saying I won't go outside, but I'll go outside only if the bathroom is not an option. I live in L.A. We, we kill trees, apparently. We don't have any. But if we had forests here, I would drive to go to the bathroom, just be in the, in the woods. I, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, connect with nature or something, you know? Go for a walk. Go for a hike. Yeah, I'm just saying that it, 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 there's nothing wrong with peeing in the woods, John Ron. I agree. There's nothing wrong with it, but you shouldn't be doing it just because you want to. Why not? I mean, if you're sitting in a, like a living room at a VRBO or something, just you know, just thinking out loud, and there's a bathroom over there, but there's a you know a, a, a screened-in port or a sliding whatever, and like there's some woods right there, like get some fresh air. Usually, Hear the crickets? Usually, I know every every home is different. Usually, there's a bathroom right next to a living room. You know, it's close. Usually how it works. I mean, like, I had to walk 30 feet instead of 10 feet, but okay. Fresh air, you know, you're not, you're not wasting water. So I'm keeping a running list today. We, we disagreed on hard knocks. We disagreed yeah. on Eric Bieniemy, And okay. now we disagree on going outside to relieve yourself. I think it's very, very natural connects with some sort of, you know, thing back in the day. Not so natural, apparently, is rehabbing an injury if you're under contract away from the team facility. This is the latest saga in the... That was a great transition from peeing outside. Uh, Jonathan Taylor running back for the Colts. Fourth year of his rookie deal. Final year of that deal because he was a second-round pick. As you know, is not happy with the reality of what running backs make. He is on the pup list right now. He's coming off this injury, and he's rehabbing away from the facility, which the new head coach, uh, Shane Steichen, who what came from the Eagles, uh, doesn't... I'll just let you listen. My ear... Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have sound. He does. He didn't sound particularly happy about it. See, I was too busy peeing in the woods to like read the email if we had sound or not. Tom. That's the only problem, is you get, is you get distracted. All right. I understand that Jonathan Taylor's put out about the money. And I don't know who to believe when he met with Ursay to discuss his contract situation a few weeks ago or a short time later a report came out stating that he was that, that Taylor was I mean what they intimated, what they said is he was faking a back injury is what they were suggesting. And Taylor came out and said never had a back injury, never said I had a back injury. So he also thinks they're operating in bad faith. This is an ugly situation. That said, you have ankle surgery in the offseason. You have any surgery in the offseason. 
I think you have to rehab at the facility because you are under contract and there is a major investment in you. One thing not to show up when you're healthy, another thing to give them the opportunity to claim, and maybe they'd claim it accurately, that you have jeopardized or did endanger or did alter your ability to be healthy because you wouldn't allow the professionals as part of that team to be part of the rehab. I, I just I understand the feeling. I think it's a bad look, Tom. We've all had jobs, or maybe not you because you've only worked here, but but I, I've worked a lot of places. I'll speak for me. And you probably had bad jobs before you got into radio, right? Like we all had to work when we were in high school and college, most of us. We've all had bad jobs. We all want to move on from bad jobs. You show up anyway. You don't get to just say no to your – so I just – for me, Tommy, it's a, it is a bad, bad look. I'm with you. And then I think the Colts are doubling down on that bad look by having Kareem Hunt, of all people, visit the facility today. Like their plan B might be Kareem Hunt. Look, Kareem Hunt cannot be an option because, and I haven't Googled this yet, so I could be off by a year or two, he's 81 years old. So I don't know that that, I mean, if Kareem Hunt is your, but this is, I haven't, the Colts aren't going to win a lot of games this year. They're going to be starting part of the reason they can't pay him. Yeah, that's part of the reason they can't pay him. Even a short-term deal doesn't make, it, a, the short-term deal that, what, Saquon Barkley got makes a lot more sense because the Giants, I think, legitimately feel like they, they have a window of some competitiveness. Now, is that you know seven games and, and they're not really in it at the end? Is it seven wins? Is it is it they win 10 games or 11 and, and they're in a playoff reality or playoff push? I don't know. I think it's somewhere in that range. Is Daniel Jones going to make another step forward? We'll, we'll see. But, but they expect to be competitive. How many games, if you got any of these front office folks in Indianapolis in a room alone, or the coaching staff, and they were honest. Do you honestly think they think they're going to win, Tom? Five? I was going to say four. And so why do you pay Jonathan Taylor? But but any kind of short-term money that gives him liberation away from the franchise tag, because that's part of what's going on. Guys understand. Jonathan Taylor knows he's not going to get, I think, four years and $80 million and 50 guaranteed. My guess is what he's angling toward and what he is maneuvering toward is the opportunity to get paid a good amount of guaranteed money at or near you know, the franchise amount this year, even though he's under contract, and then the ability not to be franchise going forward. That, that's probably the deal, right? But if you're the Colts, there's no reason to do that because it's money thrown out. That, it's just you're throwing it away because you're not going to win this year. We'll see how it plays out. Another, uh, another unfortunate strike in the reality. Uh, latest in the, the college football disintegration and recalibration, the ACC trying to survive. We know that Florida State has, has said publicly they're not happy. Now, they're under contract for a very long time, but they're still making noises, reports that Clemson as well could be eyeing an exit. And so the ACC saw what happened to the Pac-12. It disintegrated before our eyes, and they are looking for schools. They were, now, we talked about yesterday their reported potential interest in Stanford and Cal, even though it doesn't make sense geographically. Geography no longer matters. We, we talked about that. Now a report out that they're eyeing SMU, which is the school that is in uh, Texas. It is in sort of the northern part of the Metroplex. It's basically greater Dallas, has a huge donor base, somewhat of a football tradition, obviously scarred somewhat 30, 40 years ago by a, a scandal. But they're, you're in Texas. The report is the ACC would only take SMU. Their interest level would be would not be SMU alone. You'd have to be with these other two schools. And to me, Tom, it makes sense. You know, Get big enough not to get gobbled. Get big enough to expand. And I think, like, if you're thinking long-term, it's not a guarantee, 
But if you're the ACC, it's very hard for me to think there will be a Power 4 reality in five years. Maybe there will be a – because the Pac-12 is is gone. It's the Pac-4 now. Maybe there will be a Power 3, right? Maybe the Big 12 hangs on. If you're the ACC, you don't – you don't want that reality. If you think there might be three, you got to survive so that you outlast the Big 12 and maybe you can steal their schools in one or two or three years. And I think getting into Texas helps because if things get ugly and the ACC and the, and the Big 12 go at each other for who's going to survive in, in a year or two or three or five or maybe when the deals are up down the line, whatever, to have the ability to say to some of those schools, well, we've got SMU so we can actually create and we've got Cal and we've got Stanford, so we can actually create kind of a Western and an Eastern division. I think this is long-term thinking as well. It's, a, it's based out of desperation. I'm not saying that's the likely outcome, but I think that's what's going on. I think the best-case scenario right now for the ACC is do exactly what the Big 12 did. They survived. I personally, this is just my opinion, I don't think Florida State and Clemson are long for the ACC. I think they'll find a way out, whether they got to pay you know, pay that big exit fee or not. I, I think they're leaving the ACC and the best thing that conference can do right now is just hang on for survival, like we said the Big 12 did. Kudos to the Big 12. That's the best outlook for the ACC right now. Tommy, give me your real quick, just your like 10-second take on the Barcelona-Tottenham match yesterday. Wow, that was exciting. Exciting stuff. Much more captivating than Aaron Rodgers on hard knocks. Who really, what player really, really spoke to you? Uh, the ones that scored the goals. That was crazy. I mean, <laughs> they crazy. played their hearts out. I love that. I love the insight. I love the uh, the commitment. He's pretty daddy for a reason. He's not the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. All right. He's Tom DeCelestino. Thank you to Matt Snyder. I am Bill Ryder. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey.